Hello, I'm Alex, and this is the Northern Guides to Happiness. Welcome to episode 35. Thanks to everyone who's listened so far, and welcome if you're just joining us. As always, I'm here in our virtual studio with Chris and Kath. Hello. Hello. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> we've, not, uh, we've not seen you for a little while, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm fine. Um, I still Good. haven't succumbed to COVID. It, I can't claim Yay. that as an excuse. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Bless One Don't. of my colleagues has come down with it this weekend. Oh, man. Oh. It's oh. still hanging around. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I hope everyone out there listening yeah. to this is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were at a, a rather interesting event last night, weren't we, Chris? We had a great, we had a great evening. Yeah, we did uh, at, at the Linskill, yeah. a real life thing in three D. Are it's, you going to tell me about it? Seeing as I wasn't there, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we missed, we you, missed Kath. you, Kath. Oh. Oh, no, no, that wasn't scripted. <laughs> we genuinely did miss you. I was looking around for you. Oh. That was great. We had our first in person. Uh, workshop as part of the the podcast program we've got some Mm -hmm. funding as part of the lottery uh, grant to run some sessions so we got Dan Pye who was one of our previous interviewees on uh, Dan Pye from Kielder Observatory and I think it's safe to say he blew our minds he did blow our minds yeah (laughs) I'm still suffering from it now can't even string two words together. It was great. Um, I, I took the boy. I took it along off. So I've got a. He a teenage, loved it, didn't he? Oh, he just loved it. It was right up his street, all that kind of galaxies and stars and exoplanets and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, he was kind of full of questions, you know, kind of really awkward questions. <laughs> I was just, it all just went, yeah. Sticking his hand up every 30 seconds. But, 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 but me, 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 me. Yeah. Completely over my head. Yeah. <laughs> it was say, all the Dan, numbers. Dan, yeah, yeah. Dan handled it brilliantly, I would say. So, you must kind of think, look out at the audience and think, oh, no, I've got a teenage boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Did Dan enjoy himself? I think so. I think he did. He did a great, you know, it was it was a performance. You know, he's a he's a mm. voiceover um actor. Oh, he really, yeah, he was great. Yeah, great uh little little jokes in there as well and just the performance and the way he delivered it was fabulous as well. Yeah. But yeah, understandable. It didn't it wasn't too sort of highbrow that you were sort of left feeling, oh, I didn't understand any of that. You know, I did mm. I did sort of take a few things away. But uh, yeah, it was fabulous. But what about you, Kath? Mm, what are you up to? I've been away for the weekend. Ooh. Mm. Yes. I, I went specially into Northumberland over the weekend to experience whatever the storm was called, and live for 24 hours with no power. <laughs> In- intentionally? <laughs> you know me, Alex. <laughs> no, not intentionally. <laughs> it was a bit wild, wasn't it, at the weekend? Oh, it's it still was. a bit blowy now. It was, yes. I've never appreciated a shower so much. <laughs> Dear me. So everything was all right, though, Kath, was it? Nothing fell on the house or...? Uh, no, actually... Um, when I got back to Tyneside, I think I saw more damage, uh, oh, okay. quite a few more trees and things and uh, various other, <laughs> there's a rather tasteful plastic bag stuck in a tree across the mm-hmm. garden from me. <laughs> Trampolines um, on the street, that's yeah, usually the thing that escapes, yeah. isn't it? Trampolines. Yeah, I had, I had, <laughs> had a nice chap called Alan round to look at our fence, which was <laughs> over by about 45 degrees by the light of it. 
We, we, we've got a lovely neighbor next door and I was desperately trying to sort of knock on the door and see if she was in because I just thought if she goes out or ever sends her dog out into the back garden for a wee and this fence goes over and squishes the dog, I am not going to be able to live myself. Oh, um, I shouldn't laugh. But, uh, it was fine. Oh, it was fine. Oh, dog, dog, is so still glad. dog is still around. Yeah. Well, yeah, on that note, <laughs> on that blowy note, <laughs> shall we introduce this week's guest interview? Mm. So this week's episode is with Emma Patterson and Deborah Forth, who run Live Well CIC, based in Sacriston in County Durham. At their Live Well Centre, they deliver all sorts of activities to help support children and adults with their emotional, physical, social and personal well-being. We had a great chat about well-being, living your best life and how it's important to take time out for yourself for your own physical and mental well-being. But enough of me talking, here's Emma and Debs. Emma, Debs, a very warm welcome to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Thank you for joining me today. How are you both? Good, good, yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, good. We're really good. <laughs> that slightly nervous pause because there's two of you. You're not quite sure who's going to go first. <laughs> we've done a we've done a couple of double acts on the podcast uh, before, and it, it's worked out okay. But it's a it's a fine line, isn't it, between uh, yeah that pause and then talking over each other. But I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> we're going to be scared to talk now, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll just have to keep moving heads to each other when we. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Just nudge. Your turn. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go any further would you both mind just introducing yourselves just tell the listeners who you are that'd be great yeah so i'm debs um director of live well northeast mum to two boys and um yeah living in sacriston and i am emma also a director live well northeast um mum of three Oh my goodness! I thought two, two is enough. Three's just uh, yeah, yeah. Three's, it's three too many, I would say. Because <laughs> you, you've only got two hands. <laughs> so you're both in Sacriston. Tell me, what's what's Sacriston like? Just for people who perhaps might not have uh, been there before. Oh, it is a lovely, lovely community. Um, X Mine and Pit Village. Uh, it's got such a good sense of community. I was born here, moved away, and then came back and brought my children to come to school here. So I can't. It's can't that good. Away. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely place. Yeah, lovely place. Yeah. I live. I live uh, about seven minutes down the road. Um, but I, w- I feel like I live in Sacriston. I spend all my time here, and would choose to come here more than I probably would anywhere else. So it must be a nice place. <laughs> Does it have its own sort of microclimate as far as the weather goes? I think when we met for our pre-recording chat, I think there was a bit of snow going on, but there wasn't snow where I was. So yeah, uh... yeah. I think up on the hill, so it, it gets a bit snowy, it gets a bit rough. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You mentioned Live Well just then, Debs. Uh, can you tell me about Live Well Northeast? What's it like? Oh, it is just fab, obviously. I'm going to say that. Of course, but, uh, biased. But yeah, yeah. We've been running Live Well since 2018. We've been running all of our sessions before that and then founded Live Well Northeast in 2018. And it's just gone from strength to strength. And it's just fantastic being part of our community with it. Mm, yeah we we do a we do an awful lot i think it's a really hard organization to to describe really because we 
do a bit of everything. Everything that we do is based around the five ways to well-being. So okay. that means we we run group exercise, we run chill and chat, we run mindfulness, relaxation. We we can go from a rock box class where we're listening to rock music and crashing our drumsticks together to of doing course. a relaxed kids session where we're you know doing relaxation breathing techniques you know it's it's very diverse <laughs> it is it's huge we kind of we, we have all of the things we do in our community but then we also go and deliver in schools and work with so many children and young people from nurseries right up to to universities in fact we've been mm-hmm. in a few universities so mm-hmm. it is it's, it's quite diverse and quite hard to explain in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) we'll perhaps talk a little bit more about well-being you've sort of mentioned that um already in a little while but why is it called live well where did that name come from where did that name come from gosh four years ago is a long time it's because it it's about living living well living your best life really i guess our ethos is we just want people to be happy and healthy sort of empowering people you know people living living their best lives that's what we want we just want people to feel good really so it was just all about you can do a lot in your life day to day to help you to feel good and to be healthy so you've just got to embrace that and live well do you think that's something that's easy to do? I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just sort of thinking it, it sounds very easy, but actually, given what's been happening over the last couple of years, even without that, you know, we all live busy lives. Mm. Sometimes I guess people might, oh, I've just heard a cheer there in the background, a load of kids <laughs> cheering. Uh, we've got Zumba going on next door, so. Okay, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, do, do you think, you know, living well, people living their best lives is that something that should be straightforward or do you think some people find that quite challenging i think it's it can be very very challenging it's really hard to put yourself first when you're you're being mum you're working you're looking after children you're helping other people it's so hard to just stop pause and think what can i do for me but when Mm -hmm. you start to do little things you realize actually it's really easy to do some tiny things every day they don't have to be huge but one tiny thing every day can make a massive difference absolutely yeah. I think when we set up four years ago I remember sort of writing our business plan and saying now more than ever life's so busy and we really need to make the time to put these things into action and that was four years ago so I, mm-hmm. I would say even more now than four years ago it's it's just it's almost like it gets more and more important every single day um, and the more the more that we need to do that, the more that we as an organisation need to need to provide, and and it, that's we just grow and grow and grow, really, don't we? Mm-hmm. So, what sort of activities have you got coming up this week? We're recording this on a Monday. I've already heard the zumba. So, uh, what what else have we got coming up? We have got a huge amount coming up. So we've got zumba this morning. Uh, this afternoon we then go into our Live Strong funded programme that's funded by the National Lottery where we have got circuits so it's a completely free fitness class for anybody to come along and then we also have Live Well Kids running at the same time which is funded by Children in Need and that's a lovely session after school providing again five ways to well-being and we'll do arts crafts games a bit of all those things we've also got boxing going on in the boxing club 
then we've got more fitness classes happening and that's just Monday yeah that's just Monday <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> we won't go through the whole timetable no then. no I think I think we maybe have 40 organized sessions a week in the boxing club and the live well center and then like Deb said we're off into schools as well delivering so it's you know it's it's fun it's busy it's it's exciting it's just exciting all the time every every day is different (laughs) I was just about to say that every single day is different and it's so good because we'll we'll one minute we're having a cup of tea and making paninis on our chill and chat then the next minute we're just doing some boxing or we're working with children in secondary school and and we listen and then those sessions evolve into something entirely different because someone said oh fancy trying this we had a sound bath on friday which was amazing so i'm sorry what a a sound bath yes (laughs) that was the first time we'd done it it was it was great wasn't it it was so it was really good again an hour to try something completely different um and it was with tibetan singing bowls and listening immersing yourself Uh, in sound okay Mm -hmm. yeah i kept saying to people don't worry there's no water involved do not turn up in your bikini please (laughs) it was great i think i drifted off to sleep for a little bit but you know it was lovely that sounds like my sort of thing that's Mm. kind of what i need at the minute definitely (laughs) so how much are you two involved in the sort of day-to-day delivery and you know it sounds incredibly busy do you like getting stuck in and being full of busy or or do you prefer to kind of let other people crack on and, and and do it on your behalf we absolutely love to get stuck in. We, we miss it. If, if we're not there, we really miss being in the sessions. But we, we have learnt over the years we can't be there. We can't do yeah, everything. Yeah, so yeah. We, we try our best to get involved in as much as we can. And we, we usually do, to be honest, get involved in as much as we can. But then we have lots of other... We have an amazing team of people who come in and support us and help us with everything we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. We do like... I mean, even... Zumba um, we have another instructor teaches Zumba but we come in and just join in as participants just because we mm-hmm. love to be there so we're, we're missing Zumba a little bit this morning but that's okay we'll get our groove on later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could always do a little bit of it now are yeah. you well, while, I was, me, you know? while I was getting ready for you coming on I was doing a little bit you know <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it goes back to what you were saying before about living well and knowing you know when to step back you know Mm -hmm. the power of delegation knowing what's good for you to be involved in what to let somebody else you know it's it's sometimes hard isn't it sort of practice what you preach and sort of say actually it's not good for me to be doing everything even though I'd like to be doing everything Mm, absolutely so it's it's a it's a balancing act isn't it it definitely is a balancing act certainly is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so would you say uh, live well uh, northeast is a happy place oh absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. i think i think that's the thing that puts a huge smile on our face every day that you come in and whatever session you've got going on no matter what mood someone's walked in everybody leaves with smiling mm. every single day and that just it makes your heart melt when you go to bed at night <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely uh, a good a good happy place like you say people walk through that do- and actually we've had we you know we we do a lot of feedback from the community um obviously we do that by just chatting but we do organized surveys as well and you know it really makes it does make your heart melt when you hear people say as soon as i walk through the door of the live well center i feel at ease um right yeah, pe- yeah. people that are really struggle with their anxiety people that really struggle to leave the house 
on a lot of days but they know that they can come here and just feel at home and that that was that's a massive a massive massive thing i think when we when we created the live well center that's what we wanted it to be we wanted it to be homely and friendly and welcoming because i guess when i was younger i spent a lot of time in cams and different services for my mental health mm-hmm. and they were always such awful places to be mm. i remember sitting in in the waiting room of cams and just looking around and it was white walls and old chairs and the building was falling to bits and you just felt so uncomfortable and you you were already in that negative mindset so it was really important to create somewhere where people could just walk in and feel at home and sit down and have a cuppa and have a have a natter and and I think we've achieved that we have we have some strolling and kicking off the shoes when they get in the door <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've kind of preempted my next question then because what I was going to ask was you know how how does taking part in the activities that you offer improve somebody's well-being you've kind of said that already there that you know it helps people feel at ease is there anything else that you feel people get from taking part in your activities I think a lot of it is the fact that we do have such a diverse timetable so we have a lot of people who'll come along and they might try one thing but then they try something they haven't tried and we'll be mm-hmm. shocked that actually that's made us feel good as well I'm going to do some more of that so definitely I think the activities that that we've got running are such a mix and such a really good way of introducing people to new things as well Mm. and of course Mm. that is one of the five ways to well-being you're trying something new um learning learning new skills learning new things and it really everything that we do really does have that big um we call it a big well-being cuddle don't Mm -hmm. we which is really super cheesy but (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's how our logo was designed and everything because it was just about um bringing all of those things together and sort of wrapping wrapping people up in all of these awesome activities yeah. Mm-hmm. So the use of the term well-being, um, you, you sort of use that as, as part of your um, your sort of promotional work on your website, and, and you know I, I know from working in the sector that it's it's a term that is used quite a lot in in funding bids and all of that sort of thing. And last week's podcast, we talked to Cliff Evers, who's a researcher at Newcastle University, mm-hmm. and he he does a lot of work in uh, yeah the well-being of communities um, living by the coast and and the use of blue space and he sort of says often when I'll sort of say to somebody you know is your well-being improved they'll be like uh well what do you mean by that Mm. Uh, and they'll go oh but you know I feel happy I feel good Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it's a term that's perhaps used in a particular way you know when when you think of the term well-being is it a term you're comfortable with you've, you've mentioned the five ways to well-being mm-hmm. i'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to to name all five i can oh, i can think of a few yeah can, do they roll off the tongue yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean we've got our little twist on them haven't yeah. we be be active yeah. mm-hmm. be connected be, be kind be inspired yeah. and be mindful so that's our little <laughs> spin go. on it gold yeah. star gold star <laughs> thank you <laughs> but but you know what what does that term well-being mean to you is it is it a word that you're comfortable with and that, that you like to use yeah i think so in the sense of we've we've kind of been supporting 
well-being for a good 10 11 12 years and um, in, in other things that we've done so mm-hmm. we've learned over the years what well-being means to us in small ways and and then we've just developed that and yeah it's a word we are very familiar with um and yeah use it with ease i think and hopefully we're able to explain that to other people that it's you know it's not just one part it's so many different parts Mm -hmm. of your life in one Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. i think i think it does get used an awful lot these days doesn't it i mean even when we set up it wasn't well-being wasn't a big thing it was Um, really unheard of yeah yeah, it was but now it's it's much bigger it's much more in the public eye which is absolutely fantastic because people people need that like Mm -hmm. we said right at the top you know people more than ever need to be taking care of themselves it's something that we're not taught enough of at a young age I would say um, and it's something we're not reminded of enough as we get older so I think it's really good that it's in the public eye and it really is just it's just about feeling good and functioning really well you know in in your life which is not always easy at all Uh, and it changes day to day and I think that's one of the one of the things we talk a lot about is is it being on a, a bit of a spectrum and how your wellness and your well-being and your mental health can all sort of move along that spectrum and and that it can be absolutely a daily occurrence it can even happen a lot throughout the day as well yes. <laughs> yeah i think happiness is the same isn't it you mm-hmm. can you, you you cannot be happy all the time mm-hmm. you, you you have to experience the extremes and and the in-betweens in in the same way is happiness a term that you use much in your work or think about much in your work yeah quite often it's something that we always start when we're in schools or working with children um, and in a group what makes you happy what what has made you happy this week what's made you smile since the last time we saw you and it is brilliant to hear all of those little things that people come up with and those things that have made them happy i think we find that people do not pay very much attention to those things and we we talk about that a lot as well don't we in our sessions about how how easy it is to think of all the things that have gone wrong in your week mm-hmm. or have gone wrong in your day and even as as children young children I think about you know my daughter she could rhyme off 20 things that had gone wrong in her day and ask her what's gone right mm-hmm. or what's made her happy or made her smile I mean she is she's 10 and you know she's pre-teen stage but you know not not a lot (laughs) um it's 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 a hard one but I think if we can ask those questions and and focus on those things just even a little bit it's one of those little things that makes a big difference Mm -hmm. unfortunately I think it's human nature isn't it to focus on the negative sometimes rather than the positive you know if you if you're working and you, you get you get a bad review or you get a, you get a complaint, you know you, you don't focus on the hundreds of positive reviews and yeah. you know positive comments. It's that it's that one negative one, isn't it? I yeah. think just just human nature, isn't it? Unfortunately, it yeah, yeah. So, would you say Live Well Northeast is an important part of the the community around Sacriston? Yes, definitely. I think it's it's important. I think in the sense that we, we bring lots of people together um, and it is all about working with our community and 
exposed our community to other people. We've had so many people who've lived in the village for quite a while, but haven't actually met anyone. And over the last few months of the centre being open, it's been brilliant to see new friendships being formed. And they only live five minutes away from each other. Mm. Um, so it's lovely to have that space where we can, we can help people get to know people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really, it is lovely. And uh, somebody once said to us that we create lots of little communities. And I really liked that, you know, I liked that idea that you can bring one community together and make lots of little communities. So we might have our, like our fit mums community where mums are going and doing their exercise, the kids stay and play downstairs and then they come together and they have a cuppa afterwards and mums are meeting other mums and kids are meeting other kids. And, and I think it, that's a really nice concept of lots of little communities in one big community and it just brings everyone together. So you, you started in 2018 obviously the last couple of years how's how's that affected you you know what's it been like for you over the last well it's nearly two years now isn't it did you have to change what you were doing were you able to stay open were you close you know what what was happening for you during the pandemic so we we pretty much um overnight entered the world of virtual um it is we, we closed the doors on a fitness class um and it was a week before all of the lockdown and everything came in we thought we know where this is heading this is where we'll go and literally overnight we went out got all the equipment and went virtual straight away we, we were determined we weren't going to stop what we were doing because of this and we'll do what we can to, to keep everything going yeah yeah we had a lot of back then we were just running from the school hall so we pretty much just had our evening fitness classes mm-hmm. we were going into schools through the day and then we had a full day of sunday sessions didn't we but our sort of fitness community were saying to us, I can't I can't cope, I can't cope without this. I can't I won't be able to to cope without having these these classes. So we absolutely knew we just had to crack on. Find um, a way and do it. Yeah, we there's no way we were just gonna leave them. And I think we needed that for us. Uh yeah, do, do you feel like that? Uh, I needed that for mm-hmm. sure. It absolutely kept us going, being able to to know we were still doing something and still being able to help other people um, and then we, we evolved and ended up doing a, a huge amount of other things yeah. that we, we had done. we had um, kids sessions on didn't we on yeah. Zoom and we did um, like show and tell Fridays and, and it, we, we just did then we did lots of live videos mm-hmm. with our team and it, it was hard it was draining mm-hmm. <laughs> with was, people yeah. People, aren't we? Yeah. So. To not see people face to face was not the it same. Was really it's it's hard. better than nothing, yeah. but not the same, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting that you know you you were motivated to do that because I I work part time at, at the Linskill Centre in North Shields and we were the same. You know, we 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 went virtual almost straight away very probably like you muddling our way through <laughs> how does this work how does zoom work what's going on but it, it's interesting because i know just from talking to other people that there were lots of community centers who who didn't do that mm-hmm. or didn't have the the capacity or, or just weren't able to mm-hmm. but you kept going mm-hmm. why was that i suppose you've answered that question already with the sort of you know people were asking you for for stuff yeah. and you felt motivated to do it as well yeah i think we had we were just wanted to keep people connected definitely yeah. we, I mean, we know i think we've, we've always known how important it is to always to keep connected and to keep doing something and it, it wasn't 
even it wasn't even a question it wasn't mm-hmm. we just went online the next day it wasn't a question it wasn't a debate do we do we do this do we do that it was no we are just carrying on as normal anyway and even if we have no money and no funding no anything <laughs> yeah. we'll do it because we're going to do it anyway yeah so. we ran free for four months I think didn't we Mm -hmm. Um, because we knew it was going to be a difficult time for people for all sorts of different reasons so we just yeah we just carried on and even when it was draining but it made us feel I think you know it did make us feel better as well you know it really did it kept kept us going and it it, it did get hard at times when you were in your house and you were trying to manage your family while delivering a fitness class in the living room and (laughs) and trying to stop the dog yeah it was it was a challenge but oh those were the days (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely worth every minute of it it really was and then of course we were as the lockdown progressed, we then found out we, ha- we were successful in the funding with Sport England to start the development of our centre. So that started slowly happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Managed to build a whole wellbeing centre um, to reopen with. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good thing. Not too bad. <laughs> so this probably sounds like a stupid question then, but does, does working in, in the voluntary community sector bring you to happiness and if so how why oh absolutely it is just it's brilliant and i think for for me it is the fact that every single day is different you don't know we have structure and we have all these timetable sessions but you never know what's going to come out of it and it can be the tiniest tiniest thing that you will just walk next door and start crying because it is just so when you see what people get out of it and what 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 small thing you might do has such an impact on someone else it is just brilliant my words obviously can't describe it that well (laughs) but yeah that's pretty much I think that's that's exactly what I would say as well you know as we've said all the way through this a a little thing makes such a big difference um and I think that's what every every day is like Mm -hmm. for us just uh, a a conversation here and a conversation there a session a smile everything um there's so much good that comes out of it and when you hear people uh, we were in a school last week and we'd we'd worked just one session with this particular group and so it was the start of session number two and we did a bit of a check-in and has anyone used any of the techniques from last week and and like half of them had their hands up saying they'd used and they'd all used different little bits of the things that we'd learned and all of them had felt better because of that and that's that's massive like yeah it really is so where do you find happiness at work then you've talked about these little moments everywhere where do you find happiness in work (laughs) do you know it's a really hard question to answer (laughs) i think the second i open that front door because it's not only working with your community it's the team we've got it's having such having such a good team of people who absolutely 100% have the same ethos as what you do and that every day is brilliant to come into and whether you're having a good day a bad day a a bad school run or anything at all you know you come in the door and you've got your your family really like we're all work colleagues but Mm. we're, we're family here so it's that's definitely the best part yeah yeah I, I think I could just 
tell you a really really long list which which probably is probably a little bit boring for everyone listening <laughs> give us a couple give us a couple of things um we so our our center is on a site of um old cooperative buildings and they're shared by lots of other community groups and so we've got lovely neighbors um it very much is it's a social enterprise hub so to speak Mm -hmm. um and it's about all of the different organizations are giving back to the community and working with lots of different people and we have um like woodshed workshop here and we are just like busy mates with them they're just (laughs) good good neighbors are important Um, yeah absolutely absolutely. so just connecting connecting with with the the work neighbors connecting with the team connecting with whoever walks through that door you know we we don't have bookings anymore um so, (laughs) so people can just drop in and all of that just brings so much happiness also going upstairs into our fitness studio when nobody else is in the building put in (laughs) all of the flashing lights (laughs) and disco lights on playing some our favorite music really loud and just dancing around by ourselves (laughs) 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 we do that quite often (laughs) sounds good to me definitely so we've mentioned the the h word happiness a few times what does it mean to you? Is is it a word that you think much about in the same way as, as well-being? What, what do you think of when you think of the word happiness? Um, I think I think for me over the years that word has become more prominent um, because years ago I don't, I don't think I put much thought into what makes me personally happy because it was always how do I help my family stay happy? How do I help my friends be happy? How do I keep work happy? But now over the years understanding it a bit more I'm now at a point where I'm focusing on actually what what things make me happy and how can I do this to make me feel a bit like a better person and the impact that has on me and the rest of my life is brilliant once you start really putting yourself first absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I think we've both we've both learned that haven't we yeah. over the time and the, mm-hmm. the more we preach it the more we practice it and um yeah happy happiness and I think what I am trying to get to a point of contentment as well I think that's quite a Mm -hmm. quite an important and I'm not sure I'm there yet (laughs) I've I'm very much I've always been a what's next type of person and I don't think I want to lose that because I like I like being a what next type of person definitely we're both we like that it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're very driven when you, when, when you run a community interest company I think you, you cannot just rest on your laurels yeah. yeah you're always thinking what's what's next what's, what's next? happening next absolutely yeah, no, I get that but contentment yeah. is a really important factor of well-being I think and being just being content with how how your life is so that's something maybe I'm working on (laughs) you mentioned earlier in the interview that when you go into schools you'll you'll ask people what what makes you happy Mm -hmm. what makes you happy what makes my dog 
Oh, your dog. <laughs> Obviously, my family and my friends and all of those, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. But yes, um, my, my little dog, Daisy, and taking her for a walk, and that's something I hated nature. I hated going for walks. I've never really been an outdoor person, but yeah, that's one thing that lockdown brought for me was finding inner happiness with me dog and the walk and the open fields and the sun and just getting out in nature even in the rain Ooh, mm-hmm. and that's a big one that is a huge one for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah outdoors i am definitely an outdoors person the beach is my happy place definitely uh, there's a lot there's a lot that makes me happy but the beach makes me the happiest ever i think i why, think why is that when I'm at the beach, it helps me. I guess there's a something about looking out to the sea and how vast it is. And it takes me every time I think, like, wow, we're just a, just a tiny little piece of this huge world. Yeah, it, it's, it always makes me feel peaceful being at the beach. I, and I'm a little bit obsessed with Moana at the moment because I think I might okay. I might have a little bit of Moana in me that just wants okay. to sort of see how far I can go <laughs> and sail off to the sea. <laughs> She'll never get me on a boat with her. <laughs> You're not a boat person, are you? I love being on the sea. Love it. <laughs> get yourself on a tall ship next time the tall ships are here. Get yourself, hide yourself yeah. away. And <laughs> yeah. I could go on an adventure. <laughs> So we've talked about well-being quite a lot and helping other people with their well-being. We're sort of asking all of our interviewees, you know, how do you maintain your own positive well-being? So do you have any pearls of wisdom, Hmm. any advice that, you know, what sort of things do you do to maintain your own well-being? Joining in lots of the things that we do keeps us well as well, actually. (laughs) Um, So when... um, as I mentioned, sort of, I struggled with my mental health growing up and there wasn't anything like what we do around. So I very much had to learn how to keep myself well myself. And before the five ways to wellbeing was really a thing, I guess I'd learned over the years that all of these things did keep me well. So being active, and like talking to people, sharing with other people. If I was starting to feel a bit bit of a dip, then I would share that with somebody and I would talk to lots of people around me. Um, so they were helping out, getting involved in different positive projects. They were all things that kept me well. So when me and Debs met, it was very much a case of, of bringing all of that together wasn't it and sharing that sharing that out but that's what that's what I make sure I'm doing in in my life and actually the mindfulness part of it is one that I forget to do quite a lot and Mm. (laughs) and it's actually one of the easiest things to do but it is one of them that you tend to forget to do but I think connecting with yourself and knowing what keeps you keeps you well it's all about mm. self-awareness, I think. I think that's what we we try and teach a lot of, that if you can be aware of yourself and understand what works for you and what makes you tick and, you know, then you can you can manage your mental health and your well-being so much better yeah. if you just take that time to understand yourself. You mm. really can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
for me, I've read, I've read a lot of books, which I wouldn't know. In fact, no, I've listened to a lot of books because <laughs> <laughs> I have physically bought myself a book to make sure I have the time to sit and read a book this time. I just started it last night. Mm-hmm. Again, practice what I preach. Um, but yeah, a, lo- a load of motivational books about positive thinking and mindfulness have, have really helped. And I, I'm making a really big conscious effort now of every morning before I get out of bed, thinking of three things that I'm grateful for and doing the same mm-hmm. when I go to bed and when I remember to do it every day every day it really mm-hmm. really does help and gives us that little bit of a boost every day so yeah mm. definitely a lot of a lot of everything that we do and exercise and going for walk is, is huge for me as well I know if we have a couple of weeks off of Christmas and I don't do as much I can feel myself going low so it's it get back up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I think definitely. the advice is force yourself no matter how you're feeling, mm-hmm. forcing yourself to do even just something little, very little for you. Set a reminder. This always mm-hmm. works well for me. Just setting a reminder on my phone for my alarm to go off to remind us to just spend a minute doing some breathing or to spend a minute um, re- reading a positive affirmation or something, but having that reminder because you do, you get, you get caught in life mm-hmm. and you forget and we forget. We always yeah. forget. But yeah. having a reminder mm-hmm. or someone to text you and say, do that. <laughs> I think it's reminding yourself as well that you'll feel better for it, for doing it, mm-hmm. because there's been so many times um, where it's been raining outside or it's been cold and I've not wanted to go for a run mm-hmm. but I know that once I'm out there once I've done it same with my roller derby practice you know oh I'm so tired mm. but you know that once you've gone you feel so much better for doing it yeah yeah um, and it's just stepping over that threshold isn't it and just taking that step it is um and just doing it you know you'll feel better for doing it and often you feel even better when you haven't wanted to do it that's yeah. when you feel mm. even better because you then get the sense of achievement as well. So I, I didn't want to go, but I did go and I feel good and I've achieved that yeah. in my life. Yeah. So it's a really, yeah. it's a yeah. double positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Emma and Debs, for joining me today to talk about well-being, happiness, the work that you're doing at Live Well Northeast. If people want to find out more about Live Well Northeast, if they want to come along, get involved in some of the activities, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how can they find out more? We are on Facebook. That's probably our most active. We've got our website. So if you're on Facebook, look for Live Well NE. Um, We're on Twitter, Facebook, social media. You can drop us an email um, at livewellneoffice at gmail.com as well. And we would love to hear from you. Always. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. And we'll end the interview there. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Alex. Thank you. So that was Emma and Debs. What did people think? Uh, took me right back to my last Zumba class. Your last Zumba so class. That was quite a long time ago. I was talking a long time ago, <laughs> 10, 15 years, something like that. Can you not tell by looking at me? Uh, I, I never I thought a... you'd be the person who would do Zumba, Chris. <laughs> it was sort of, sort of under duress. But but listening listen, listen to those guys, actually, you know, I think I'd quite like to have a go at that again. They, they, they were, they, their enthusiasm was just so infectious. That was it. Was just lovely listening to them talking about you know their their passion project. Um, I went and had a look at their website afterwards as well, just to kind of see what they've got on there. And it's just it's just kind of full of stories and smi- jam packed, yeah. smiling faces, happy people, activities, loads to do. And 
yeah, it was just, it was, yeah, it was really inspiring. I listened to them kind of talking about it. Yeah. On the subject, can I, can I, can I float an idea that I have? Yes. In fact, this is an idea I had about 15 years ago, so it's probably gone off the boil a little bit, but um, zombie Zumba. Zombie Zumba. Zombie Zumba. So yeah, it's a Zumba class, but everyone's dressed up as zombies. And oh, I thought you were just going to say everybody was very tired. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just think, I think that's uh, there's, there's something in that. If somebody wants to take there's, that idea. There's a number, zombie um, running app mm. where you can be chased by zombies. I think yeah. I've, I've never tried it. I think it would scare <laughs> me too much. I'm not one for scary stuff. That's your but, uh, homework for next uh, for next time, Alex, is to try that out. Mm, I, mean, I mean, sorry, that's, that's all a little bit flippant. There was something that they said that was, um, that did kind of really get me thinking that was quite serious. And when they were talking uh, about um, uh, sort of mental health support um, and, and cams and stuff now, it's really important that there's people that work really, really hard in sort of mental health support um, all across the Northeast doing a fantastic job. Um, but it really kind of struck home when, oh God, was it Emma or Debs? I can't remember. Um, it was Emma. Emma, yeah. Um, was kind of talking about sitting in the waiting room of this this kind of building, you know, really struggling. Um, and how that whole environment just wasn't conducive to, um, to, to getting better. It just kind of made me realise how much that, you know, the, the places that we inhabit, you know, it's so important to kind of get that right. And yeah, yeah. the fact that there's, there's not a huge amount of investment in mental health, um, which means that, you know, the, the facilities are fairly, fairly meager. Um, so I hope that, you know, over time we get, we get better at that and, yeah. you know, make a better environment for people that need to get well. I thought it was great that, yes, she used that lived experience to, um, mm help with the work that they're doing now and yes yeah. as you say making the, the the place that they work in bright and vibrant and a place that people want to to come to and, and be welcoming um yeah i thought that was really yeah they're really, I they're really living it well. they're really yeah. living that yeah yeah thanks chris what about you kath yeah i was really struck by that as well having having spent some time years ago working around durham and going into various venues and uh, um meeting people from the CAM service who are all dedicated, you know, wonderful, wonderful people, but the surroundings mm. were were difficult, I think. But I hadn't thought about it since then that as, as to what the, what the bareness of the f- facilities would actually mean mm. until, as you see, when you look at the website and see all the vibrant colours and, uh, and it's non-institutional, yeah. It's very much just pop in for a, a coffee type of place. Um, so I, I was really impressed w- with that. Yeah. And the other thing that I hadn't really thought about too much was when they talk, when they talked about the children in terms mm. of well-being and uh, happiness. And that, that stopped me for a few minutes to think about how children react to different circumstances and how how they have so many extra pressures than perhaps children in the past. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was a really enlightening interview in, in that sense for a couple of different ways. And the thing that made me chuckle was when they said they went and had their well-being cuddle. <laughs> I thought, oh. Yeah. So, and they're, they're a sort of a living example, really, aren't they, of of how to keep keep your friends and colleagues happy and 
uh, contented and aware of of where the difficulties might come. Mm. So yeah, it was mm. it was a lovely, lovely to listen to them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both exuded happiness and contentment, didn't they? It, it sort of came across in in their voices and the way that they sort of told their stories as well. Um, and I, I think actually that what you were saying before about environments. What sprung to mind was Carol Moxham's door as well. Yeah. Sort of thinking <laughs> yes. about that, and yeah. uh, yes. one of our previous interviewees uh, at, at Newcastle University has got a very, a very bright, brightly decorated door, uh, which stands out. Um, which, which yes. reminds me, I still need to go back to Carol and get my microphone back because I've never been back to pick it up. <laughs> Note self, Carol, if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> I've got one on the loose as well somewhere. <laughs> yes. I've actually got three on the loose now I'm, I'm in danger of losing track of all of them so it's let's get this right. how many microphones have we got <laughs> that will remain a mystery too many <laughs> well thank you very much both of you and thank you emma and debs for that conversation if you've been inspired by this podcast episode then we'd love to hear from you we love hearing your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you you can get in touch via email, hello at the Northern Guides to Happiness.co.uk, or you can find us on Twitter at North Happiness and Instagram and Facebook at Northern Happiness. We're really glad to be spreading joy and happiness around the Northeast through this podcast, thanks to funding from the National Lottery Community Fund and the Newcastle COVID Fund. So thank you so much to our funders for their support. So we've reached the end of another episode. We hope you're enjoying listening to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Take care and see you all again next week for another episode. Mm-hmm.